Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. We are starting our 2024 by catching up with one of our Finnovate Fall Best of Show winners. Mahalo Banking was one of the award winners on stage in New York this year. And joining me, we have their COO, Denny Howell. Denny, thank you so much for taking the time to connect with me. Thank you. I appreciate being able to connect with you and do the podcast. Yeah. So um, as you've heard me say a couple of times, if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, all of the videos from Finnovate Fall are available online at finnovate.com slash video. But do uh, check out the Mahalo full demo there. But Denny, for people who haven't been able to see that demo, can you start by just talking a little bit about what Mahalo is all about? Yeah. um, You know, Mahalo Banking is a digital banking company. Uh, We were founded in April of 2018. And really what we want to do is build a unified and omni-experience for all credit union members. Um, We currently focus in the credit union industry, but the important thing for us is, uh, you know, really diversity and inclusion within our application. Yeah. And so as you can see, you know, it really resonated well with our audience there on site. Um, I want to start by just going into some of the background. You covered this on stage, but, you know, let's let's talk about the scope of some of the neurodiverse users that you were mentioning and users of banking apps, I should say. How large is that population of people who might have difficulty for whatever reason of using a traditional financial app? Yeah, I mean, I think when you put all of the neurodiverse conditions together, it's a very large pool, right? So uh, roughly about 20% of the population falls into various neurodiverse categories, such as ADD, ADHD, autism, dyslexia, and epilepsy, among others. Um, When you add in the percentage of the members who are colorblind, um, which is roughly around 10%, and then another 10% for those left-handed members, obviously that percentage is going to get up to that 25% range. Um, These are 25% of members that uh, financial institutions, especially credit unions, have not had the opportunity to kind of really engage with in their digital banking applications. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it in those terms, the, the sheer volume of potential users is massive. And and it's something where you think, well, how come nobody's really focused on this before? Which kind of leads me to my next question. How did you first start to explore this as a problem that you wanted to solve? You know, I think all great ideas and all inventions are built out of, you know, a personal experience. And for me, it was a demo session with our development team. Uh, they were showing me some of the new features and functionalities that we had built. Um, Many of these were based on color-coded information. Uh, Being a colorblind individual myself, I had trouble recognizing those differences. Uh, If I can't recognize them, then I know that the members of our credit unions are going to have that same issue. Uh, What we really did was kind of look into neurodiversity in in general, right? Uh, It really opened up a a bigger area for us to kind of really deal and look at, um, looking at the numbers of how many members suffer from dyslexia, um, you know, how many members suffer from ADD, ADHD, and autism. Again, you know, these are all personal experiences that kind of really research that you want to research and kind of move forward with. Um, You know, we wanted to explore that and kind of really see what percentage of that population is really being underserved as far as the ADA complexities go in that financial sector? 
Yeah, a couple of pieces to highlight there. First off, it's amazing to me how often some of these uh, companies uh, like yourself have this sort of story somewhere where you all of a sudden are in a meeting and you have this kind of light bulb moment where you think, oh my God, there's actually this whole universe of people that's not being served right now. And you can kind of pivot and, and go and, and tackle that problem head on. I think the lesson there for innovators is to pay attention and listen to those moments when they come up. You don't always know when they're going to happen, but when you kind of stumble across something like that, it's a really good idea to listen to your instincts. If there's something inside of you saying, hey, this could be actually a really big deal, pay attention because you never know where it could lead you. I also would like to just ask you for a little bit more information on you know, how some of these different uh, because there's a lot of complexities here, you know, being colorblind, is obviously really different from having ADHD or being dyslexic. How do you kind of account for all of those different groups in one platform? How do you make it to a, a point where it's flexible enough to, to kind of capture all of the different types of neurodiversity? Yeah, I mean, really, we looked at the way that our credit units are using our application, uh, the way that we allow them to brand it with colors and fonts and icons and all of that, um, especially with animations. Um, and then we look to see, you know, we need to build one customization area where that member can go and really modify and change those workflows and, and change the, the features based upon what they see best or, you know, what really works with them. So you talk about colorblindness, for example, you know, there's nine to 10 forms of colorblindness. Um, with that, each hue for each form of colorblindness needs to be displayed at a different color, right? So um, as credit unions go in and, you know, they brand their application, they have all their color schemes for um, not just the colors of their logos, but their positive action colors, their negative action colors, all of that that happens in that application, um, members need to be able to tell that a difference. So when we get that color, it runs through a program that we built automatically that goes in and changes that color to match what that member can really see. Um, the same thing happens with epilepsy. You know, we allow Lottie animations in our application. So credit unions can really use those Lottie animations and kind of bring their brand to life. Uh, when a transfer or payment's complete or when they're logging out, you know, uh, they can have custom animations built in there. But those members who suffer from epilepsy need the ability to turn those animations off. Um, I think that's another very important feature that we've done. So really, it's just about looking at everything that we do and really making sure that we can build configurations in there for members to be able to modify that. Um, it'll even go as far as a, a new SDK that we've developed. And that SDK allows our credit unions to um, build some of their own functionality and have it displayed in our platform. Uh, the good thing about what we've done with this ADA or with our SDK platform is we will pass over the values of that neurodiverse to that credit union. So whatever they build, they can bring that neurodiversity into their area as well. Yeah, I think that one of the things that really uh, resonated with me and watching your demo is obviously there's a lot of functionality here. There's a lot of complexity, a lot of different abilities that you're giving users, which is fantastic. But the end result is still something that's really simple to look at. It's something that's easy and intuitive to use. And that's obviously much more difficult than people think to take something that's that complex and keep it simple, make sure it is you know, easy for uh, anybody to use, regardless of whether they're coming at it from a neurodiverse background or not. They might simply just be tech averse, but they still need to be able to come in and, and use a, a platform like this in order to be successful. 
Can you talk a little bit more about some of the complexities going on behind the scenes, some of the challenges that you and the team had to go and try and solve as you were targeting this? Because I would imagine it's a little bit of an iceberg situation where you kind of initially had this idea and you realized this is actually just the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole huge amount down below that we really are going to have to start to take into account. I'm just curious you know, how, how that process unfolded. Yeah, I mean, it's all about uh, design at that same point in time, right? Ease of information. Everything we do now has a design capability around it for all of those neurodiverse functionalities. Um, when you look at applications, especially digital banking applications, there is so much information all over the place. There are in all these little hidden menus that you got to find out where these hidden menus are. For us, it's about making something very quick and very simple that displays all that same information uh, very easily for a member. Um, now, when we build new functionality, we build new things, we have a full design system that helps our developers and helps our BA, QA, and our design team know exactly when to plug these things in and how these things work. Um, you know, we're obviously, you know, still looking at other forms of neurodiversity, other ways that we can kind of help out and kind of build that in. I think, but the important thing for us is you have to have a stable, uh, design system, because if not, you are trying to design these things every time through and through in each new screen you build. Having that design system makes it real easy plug and play, especially with the functionality that we've built. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that functionality, again, watch the demo, take a look for yourself, see how uh, how it all comes together there. Um, why, why credit, or sorry, one, one question before we get there, how much control does each credit union have over what the end product looks like? Cause you're kind of balancing this functionality with also, you know, there's brand managers, there's people who care about how their brand is displayed. And that's obviously valid. They should care about those types of things. How do you kind of walk that line between giving the credit union control and still making sure that the end result is something that does what you need it to do? Yeah. I mean, we really allow our credit unions to do a lot of a lot of things in our application, you know, um, from colors to, again, the animations to icons to fonts um, to being able to, you know, bring in the SDK and put it in widgets um, and be able to modify and change those on the fly without having to, you know, call Mahalo or open up a ticket to have new branding things done. Um, credit unions can build different themes for different said groups they work with. Um, but the important thing is, is everything that we build, again, when you look at the ADD, ADHD, that hierarchy, the way things are built are built for a reason. They're built for that ease of use. Um, everything that we have them push in, even the SDK models that they bring in, they still are going to follow that same hierarchy. So they'll have the ability to really customize that application, but still fall under the ability to kind of really serve all their neurodiverse members. Yeah, I think that that balancing act is obviously a difficult one, but it's crucial. You know, you and I were talking before we push record about the anxiety that you can have as uh, someone whose needs aren't being met. When you come into a, a banking app, how this can actually be a, a potentially really painful situation. And this is nothing new in the world of financial services. There's any number of situations in which users perceive anxiety, you know, whether it's coming into a specific branch where they feel like, you know, they're not going to be taken seriously because of their race or their gender, whether it's coming into a technical app and it's something that's not your comfort zone, or in this case, you know, coming in and, and not being able to really make sense of, is that a green number? Is that a red number? And, and anywhere that a financial institution can reduce anxiety is a net benefit, right? It pulls more people into the ecosystem. It pulls people into a uh, comfort zone. Now, there may be any number of other reasons why someone might be anxious looking at their banking app. We don't need to get into all of those right now. Whenever you're talking about your finances, it's something that different people feel very differently about. 
But if you can eliminate some of these quote unquote optional types of anxiety, that's obviously a, a really powerful situation. And so again, looking at it from the standpoint of what can some of our listeners learn from this, look for those moments where there is anxiety, where, where users are experiencing this, even if it's not easy to see, because in this case, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know that you're losing customers or customers are hesitant to engage in the app unless you think about it from that standpoint. Um, I'd like to to close by, uh, or not, not quite close yet, but just talk about why credit union specifically? Why is that an area that you really feel is right for this product and it's right for you to be targeting at this point? Yeah, I mean, I've been in the financial sector for around 26 years, uh, credit unions and fintechs for the last 23. You know, credit unions have a special place in my heart. You know, most of my entire career has been here. It's an industry that I love. Uh, I think it's a close-knit industry. Uh, credit unions are very good at sharing with each other, which is, I think, great. You know, they um, have the ability to, you know, see what their um, successes are and be able to share those with other credit unions so they can have those same successes. Um, but, you know, I just, it's, they're member centric. You know, I think that credit unions really try to make sure that every one of their members count. And we're just another piece of that puzzle now, um, you know, to make sure that every one of their members can use that application, you know, can get in, can do their banking, can see their advertising and, and potentially get that loan or that higher rate on that certificate of deposit. Um, you know, we really want to engage with that. It's just been a very natural fit for us, you know, and really kind of being fully inclusive with them. Do you ever think that you might start looking at other non-credit union financial institutions? Is that something that's on the um, the map, even if it's you know pretty far outside of where you're at right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a thought for us, right? It's a, it's a tickle in the back of our brain a little bit. You know, we've heard from you know many banks, some larger banks that have come to us and you know asked us about our application. Uh, you know, do we integrate with their core or anything like that? Um, we've also had you know larger banks come to us and ask, hey, can we buy? just the neurodiversity part and push it into our application. Um, as of right now, obviously, that's 100% built native into our application. Um, but it, it might be somewhere we, somewhere we may go in the future, Greg. I, I'm not quite sure. But um, again, the more people of the population that we can help, you know, we want to be there. You know, we're not trying to you know, hold this as our own thing or patent it or trademark it or anything like that. You know, we are, like I said on, on at the show, we're really trying to foster, you know, really a movement here, you know, to try to help, you know, build that ADA plus even up a little bit further. Yeah, and I absolutely applaud you for that. I think that's terrific. You, you know, it's it's a it's a ramp on the way into a branch, right? It's 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 not something you need to copyright. It just needs to be there so that anybody can come in. And you wouldn't look twice at uh, a building with a, a ramp, an accessible ramp on the side of it, just like you shouldn't look twice at, you know, um, this this type of technology as well. So, um, you know, let's let's close by talking about kind of the real world results that you're seeing. Is there any stories you can share either from some of your member organizations or some of their customers that are just encouraging, kind of a nice, uh, positive way to end things? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we have many successes out there, you know, and, and many stories from our credit unions and members from those credit unions as well. Um, even to going in and I, I go do, I do demos and every demo I'm in, when I talk about left-handed, you can see all the left-handed people, you know, they all smile in the room because they're waiting for that left-handed application. Um, you know, if you look at this, you know, really these neurodiverse individuals for as long as 
applications in digital banking applications in specific have been being developed, they've really been completely marginalized from that. Um, and every demo we go to, every credit we talk to, I mean, we hear it all the time. Even, you know, at Finnovate after our presentation, you know, we were back at our booth and, um, you know, your the camera crew came back there and we were talking to them and the, one of the camera guys came up to us specifically and said, you know, you got, it's amazing, you know, because I am dyslexic and I've never seen anything like this in the world. You know, I've never seen a digital banking app be able to kind of really be you know molded to what i need right um and again it's it's personal experiences it's friends it's family um it's amazing i mean the outpouring of support we've gotten has just been super tremendous yeah, that's great. And certainly very well deserved. I, I will say that the the kind of AV crew, our, our camera guys and, and all the folks who run it are um, actually one of my best kept secrets in fintech. Obviously, we know who our super knowledgeable audience likes by how they vote for best of show. That AV team is a great focus group. They've seen at this point hundreds of demos themselves, but they're outside the industry. And so I frequently will catch up with them at the end and say, who caught your eye? as somebody outside the bubble, so to speak, what what actually stuck out to you that you think you might use? And so if you can get that group and the room full of bankers to both appreciate what you're doing, that's a really solid <laughs> one-two punch. Um, so uh, we, we have to leave it there. But again, I would encourage anybody to check out their video, find out more about what makes Mahalo Banking so unique. And Denny, thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely, Greg. I truly appreciate it and uh, look for more stuff from us. Sounds good. We'll have great expectations now, I'm sure. <laughs> great. Thank you. The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening.